beautiful people happy january 3rd it's already flying the new year's already flying anyway i hope everybody is doing well out there i was just checking our group thread before jumping on here and it's really interesting one of the one of the fellows is a sports better and today's sunday and you know football is winding down or whatever football does. Um, I honestly, unless I'm engaged with my Casey community, I don't generally watch it independently uh, just because it's time sucking is really the only reason. It's kind of more fun and social and bonding when I'm in Casey watching it with my Casey friends. So uh, independently, I generally don't watch them. So I can't really relate to having the urges on a Sunday per se, or, you know, if it's baseball season or or whatever it is, the sports betting I don't necessarily relate to. I mean, I would do squares at Super Bowl, those kinds of things. But anyway, what the conversation was, was the fella, one of the guys in group had been giving him advice to plan his Sundays out and, and be strategic about it so he wouldn't have to think about the gambling. And the note he wrote this morning was, I was up till one thirty in the morning baking and I didn't even know I liked to bake. <laughs> and it reminded me there's another fella that went to the center way before I did. And one of the jokes when he comes back to speak that always comes up is he discovered Florida <laughs> when he was gambling. He never took vacations with the family. And then they took a vacation and he was present and mindful and, and they joke about him discovering Florida. So the moral of the story is when we stop gambling, we can discover that there's this whole new world out there. So this fella found that he liked baking and he's going to go visit his parents and do some other things to avoid gambling. I know for me, when I first stopped the first time and I was in Casey, we would do activities as GA like as GA community, it wasn't GA related activities though. And every month or so, a different woman would pick out a different activity for us to do. So we did a paint and sip together. We went to dinner theater, which is actually one of the things that I discovered I really liked without, I I don't know that I ever would have done it without going with these girls. Maybe when my uncle took me in, in Colorado, but I didn't realize how much I enjoyed it. And that's one of one of the amazing things about quitting gambling is we get to learn some of those things and have the time, energy, and money to do them. So it's just another beautiful part of being abstinent and not gambling and choosing to live our best life. So that's what's shaking this morning for me. I am getting ready when I'm done chatting with you. I am going to walk over to the farmer's market so that we can get some exercise in and maybe buy some fruits and vegetables because other than in my soups, I don't have anything. <laughs> that and some lemons and onions, I think that's about all I have in the house for uh, that would fall into those fruits and vegetable groups. So definitely need to get some stuff from the farmer's market today. All right, let's do our reading. What do you say? So Elizabeth 
Kubler-Ross says, should you shield the valleys from the windstorms, should you shield the valleys from the windstorms, you would never see the beauty of their canyons. Time teaches us that the twofold connection of suffering. Wow, what's going on here? Let's start over. <laughs> Time teaches us about the twofold connection of suffering and wisdom. For every loss, we've gained something new. We are learning that our pain takes us, makes us wise over time. But while we were in the mist, we often felt alone and entrapped. We sometimes can make no sense of our suffering, neither its depth nor its unfairness. And we may even turn our backs on our higher power. We only survive the darkness by stumbling through it each day. But in recovery, we have gradually allowed ourselves to accept comfort from others and their words help us in times of desolation. We are learning that some, some pains can't be healed, but instead must be endured until they run their course. Sometimes the only hope we have is the deep knowledge that our higher power will give us no more than we can handle today. With his help and comfort, we can endure and find peace. Today, let me trust that, even though it may feel painful, my recovery has begun. The first thought, I, I always have to tell you guys the first things that pop in my head. And for this one, it was that I'm reading out of an alcohol, essentially a substance abuse recovery book, which is why I often say sober and then throw in gambling or whatever, because it's really interchangeable. And that was the first thing that hit me with this reading today was, just reading it, you don't know what addiction we're talking about. And I guess maybe I have that on my mind because of releasing the the show on the first with the team that is trying to educate people or just share in their new discovery of the fact that there's all addictions anonymous. So it's pretty interesting to see really how much the addictions have in common. And, and that was the first thought the other deep I guess deep part of this reading is talking about the pain and it kind of builds on what we talked about yesterday about getting those lessons through pain and and through circumstance and learning from them and having gratitude for them as well as the the book keeps going back to the higher power and the higher power Today is, well, it's talking about the higher power today, giving us only what we can handle. And my other, my other thinking with this, how did they word it? Uh, Sometimes the only hope we have is the deep knowledge that our higher power will give us no more than we can handle today. And that's the trick, right? Is to find that hope, you need to have belief in some sort of higher power, whatever that looks like. And again, it's not for everybody in the sense of one way or another. It looks different for everyone. However, I think I think what's important to note here is that it's a piece of the recovery puzzle. And without it, we may never get on the right road. It doesn't have to be. I love the way that Justin describes higher power. It's just something bigger than yourself, just believing that there's more. And one of his songs even says something like, I've, I've seen 
and I've seen God, I've held her in my arms. And he was talking about the birth of his daughter and the miracle of the fact that, you know, he had this daughter and a new life. And that was his higher power. At least that's my interpretation. Again, I'm not good at dissecting the music. Sometimes I'm a little too literal. However, it's just one example of what a higher power can be. I'm not sure that I buy into the whole doorknob thing. I think I've always just agreed with it and went away along with it because it's, you know, a 12-step uh, idiotism. Is that the right word? It's just something that we tell people very early on, especially that don't have a relationship with the higher power, to just take the pressure off of sorting out who it is. And I mean, if a, if a doorknob is is what works for someone, then then who am I to say it's not the right thing? I just like that concept of more or bigger than us. And I don't think that a doorknob is more or bigger than us. I personally, through my experience, feel that pain which is what it's talking about again today, going through the pain, being aware of the pain, processing the pain is what actually does make us stronger and what would make our recovery more sustainable. That's my version this year. Well, last year, I guess. That, that was one of my biggest takeaways from 2020. Uh, going through that weekend of trying to digest what it's like to lose an estranged parent, have all the addiction stuff crossed in, lose his mom, still be going through the breakup and dealing with the onset of COVID and the sibling relations, right? There was a lot of pain. And I remember so clearly that weekend making a choice. And I wouldn't have been able to do this, I don't think, if I hadn't been away from gambling for as long as I had been, even though three years is really not all that much. But I don't know that I would have had the clarity on this on month one, month two. I probably definitely would have, uh, I probably never would have been trying to be sober in the bar that night in the first place. Never mind set myself up for trying to be sober through the whole process of it. And And when the person in your family dies of cirrhosis, you know that drinking is not really the sol- the problem solver, it's the problem So anyway, going through all that stuff, like dealing with death again on such a frequent level, I I hadn't gone through as much, wow, I guess I'm having an aha moment here. I've always, I think part of what defines me as me is going through all the loss when I was you know, a preteen and and teen into a young adult, the number of funerals that I went through, you know, like people don't have their boyfriends die when they're 17 years old. That's just not a normal thing. In addition to all the other loss that we had, you know, that we had one OD, we had the suicide, like we just had all this death in this very short period of time and loss too. I mean, Um, There was someone very important to our family that got taken away. My mother's boyfriend got taken away from us as well. And I mean, it was just loss. And that's what happened in 2020 for me was, again, a series of loss. The, The relationship, the folks that had died, it was it was just a lot of loss and it was a lot of pain. And 
somehow that experience or journey with where I am in life and where I am in my recovery and the way I think about things today kind of connected the dots on what happened back then, things that I didn't understand. That's what blows me away about Kai is she's experiencing a lot of shit too as a teenager, but she she talks about it with the wisdom and handles it with the wisdom and grace that I try to handle it now as an adult that don't feel like I'm very successful at, but she's just so freaking smart and aware of her feelings and just always trying to do better. She's on, she's on the same kind of journey that I am 30 years older than her, not a recovery journey, but an exploration journey and a survival journey and a processing pain journey and all those things. And she just, she's just amazing. You know, it, it sucks that she has to deal with it, but gosh, I sure hope it positions her for uh, a better life than gambling away 30 years because you don't understand it. So I love that. But it, it also got me to look at, there was things that, you know, I've given my mother a hard time about, or was like, dude, why'd you do this mentally or on some levels? But the other aha moment I had was, not only was I experiencing all of that shit, she was experiencing all that shit. She lost her brother. She went through the divorce. Her boyfriend got taken away. You know, so it gave me some perspective on her or at least what she could have been feeling or or giving her a little slack on those kinds of things because I think for a lot of years I wasn't very fair about that. Whether I was conscious or not conscious of it, at least I'm aware of it now. I was never aware of it before or at least not not the way it happened this year and again it I'm not trying to like go backwards to be depressing I'm kind of trying to share with you that there is a there is a rhyme and reason for the pain and for the experience and for the things that happen in our lives and we don't necessarily understand them in the moment and the example I just shared with you is I didn't understand for 30 years later that moment so it's pretty, I don't know, it's, it's interesting that this stuff shows up when it's supposed to or when it does and how it impacts us. And I think I mentioned to you yesterday, I discovered that show Son of Ar- Sons of Anarchy, Son of An- yeah, Sons of Anarchy, which I wish I never discovered, by the way, <laughs> and yeah, it's it's sucking me in. And I totally lost my point. There was something on the show that happened because now I've watched too many of the damn episodes, which is another thing that I think is a time sucker. So that's why I'm a little mad of it. What was my point? It was about learning later. I don't know. I don't know if it'll bounce back in. I hate when I do that to you guys. I'm sorry. Or I don't know when it'll show up. I'm still trying to think and stall and talk to you at the same time. And that doesn't work. So anyway, processing the pain, it happens the way it's supposed to happen, and I can't explain it. I don't know that anybody necessarily can. I just am very grateful that I have gratitude for the pain now. That's, that's again, one of the biggest shifts of 2020 for me, and that I don't, I don't have to do anything but feel it and know that on the other side of it, something's better. And maybe I can't see it at the exact moment on the other side of it. You know, it's just like when we lose someone, you know, we don't, 
we don't go, okay, well, that happened for a reason. Maybe if it's someone like in their 80s or 90s that's lived a really full life, had a great, you know, family, had been in decent health where they got to enjoy life to the last minute or the other end of the spectrum where someone is in a lot of pain or has illness that's just going on and on and on and and you know they're suffering and the quality of life isn't good. Maybe those are the only times that we really can go, okay, I could see the reason this person got their wings or whatever your philosophy is around death. But that's generally the only time. We can't wrap our head around the 25-year-old father that gets killed in an accident after he gets sober and starts taking care of his kids. You know, like that doesn't necessarily make sense to a lot of us. Now, maybe in that situation, one of the kids grows up and educates people on I don't know, losing a parent young and is able to help and going back to that ripple effect. Who knows? Who knows what the outcomes are? It's not for me to say. It's not really for you to say. It's for you to survive and thrive. And obviously, you're not going to thrive during it. But by protecting yourself and being mindful of this stuff and knowing on some level that it's going to be okay and that it has a reason, that's what I think we need to do about pain and and there is something so comforting about it I will tell you it 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 seems it seems so simple now and it makes me understand why people have had faith all along but man I sure didn't get it for a long time I'm just that's why gratitude kicks in is because I get it now and I'm happy about it now so all right beautiful people that's um that's what I got for you today. So I hope that you're having a magnificent day. I am going to record another show and then get ready for my walk. So hope that hope that all is well and that you're doing something fun and that warms your heart today. All right. I'll talk to you tomorrow, beautiful people.